Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. My name is Alex Thompson. I'm a national political reporter at Politico. It is uh, 11.36 on Saturday after Election Day. I forget the date now. And uh, Joe Biden was just declared the next president of the United States. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, President-elect Joe Biden. What do you think is going through both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's heads right now? I think relief, because this election was much closer than I think their campaign thought it was going to be, what a lot of Democrats thought it was going to be. And for many, many weeks, they had assured reporters, supporters, that they had this, and that it was uh, in the bag. And I think, despite what looks like a, um, you know, a decent victory, that they are relieved because on election night, this looks a lot closer than they expected. President Trump has given no sign of conceding. He's made baseless claims about the integrity of voting. He's even claimed that he won the election. What do you think that means for the next two months and the transition process before Joe Biden takes office? I mean, the thing is that it's a complete wild card, right? I mean, so far, the Trump administration, the bureaucracy within the Trump administration has been essentially 100% compliant with the stated transition process. Um, Now, of course, what happens when President Trump gets involved? Does he sort of, you know, drag his heels on the way out? Does he try to disrupt? Does he try to sabotage a Biden presidency before it begins? Or does he abide by the transfer of power, which, by the way, many members of his party are pressuring him, and not just in Congress, within the White House. So the thing is, as with Trump, as always, we just don't know. In the meantime, the transition process has already begun. It's, it's going to be much more intense now. I mean, logistically, what does the next two months look like for Team Joe Biden? Logistically, it is uh, incredibly difficult. Essentially, you have one of the most difficult transitions ever, just uh, because of the public health crisis, because of the economic crisis, because of an unpredictable president. And you got to do it all by Zoom <laughs> or, you know, in sm- or outside <laughs> with face masks when it's becoming winter. Um, there is, they're going to get access to a huge amount of office space in the Commerce Department, and it doesn't even appear that they'll really be able to use it. Um, and what's, you're going to see an incredible ramp up. So this is what's going to happen in the next few days. There are, are binders, um, basically of all sorts of personnel, you know, an incoming administration hires either appoints or nominates over 4,000 people. And what the transition has been doing for months is basically pre-vetting a lot of candidates for all 4,000 of these positions. That's a lot of people. And what you're going to see is that they're going to bring all these pre-vetting, they're going to bring it to Joe Biden, and Joe Biden is going to start thinking, 
well, who do I want for my cabinet? Who do I want for my West Wing personnel? What I would expect you're gonna you're probably going to see is that Joe Biden is going to announce his West Wing personnel first. Now that means chief of staff, um, you know, national security advisor, um, you know, economics uh, advisors within the West Wing, and then you're going to start seeing him nominate people for his cabinet. Um, you know, people within the transition tell me to you know sit tight to not expect that um, to not expect that we're going to see you know a, a nomination for the cabinet within a week they say you know give it some time um, that's what you're going to see and then also within the transition team which is about 75 ish to 100 people so far that's going to ramp up to about th- uh, over 300 by inauguration day um, and it's just going to be crazy this was an historic election. Um, and it's an historic result. Joe Biden's going to be taking office. He's he's the oldest president who's going to be taking office, presumably in January. Also, his his vice president, Kamala Harris, she'll be the first woman, the first person of color to have that post. I mean, what is this election and the result? What does it mean for the future of American politics? Uh, well, that's, I mean, in some ways, that question is way above my pay grade. And, <laughs> uh, you know, predictions are very difficult. Now, there are things that we do know. You know, uh, you're right. Joe Biden is going to turn 78 later this month. Um, he is going to be older on his first day as president than Ronald Reagan was on his last day as president. He is an incredibly old person. And also, despite some illusions of an FDR-esque sort of presidency, the fact is that the American voters gave something of a split decision here. Now, they may have elected Joe Biden as president, but they gave they increased the number of Republicans that are in, that are in the House of Representatives. The Senate is most likely, we don't know because there's a few elections in Georgia's runoffs, but the Senate is most likely going to, um, uh, to stay under Mitch McConnell. And so in order to get anything done, you're going to have to see bipartisan achievement. Now, the historical nature of Kamala Harris's candidacy, both when she ran for president and then on this ticket, and now as the first female vice president, the first Asian-American vice president, the first um, African-American woman as a vice president, you know, you're going to, when you look at the long list of uh, vice presidents and presidents of American history, you know, it's a lot of white guys. It's almost all white guys. And she, and, you know, I think having her there just is like a significant historic moment for the country. Alex Thompson, thanks so much for talking with me. Hey, thank you so much. The Politico Dispatch production team includes Jenny Ament and Sadeep Reddy. Our executive producer is Irene Noguchi. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.